Good to have you back. Fourth hour, final hour of the Bill Michael Show on this Tuesday. Kind of a drizzly, wet kind of Tuesday. Before it was, it was, uh, it was snowing like one snowflake here, and then ten feet over there'd be another one, and then another one, and and it was like scattered. Now it's just a little bit of drizzle, and that's about the extent of it. Uh, what's it like up north? Is there a, a huge snowpack up north now? They had the uh, the ten inches. If anybody's listening in the, uh, which I'm, I assume there are. I hope there are, uh, say, up in the, the Wausau, Marshfield, Stevens Point, and further north area. Got a good snowpack up there? Let me know. Uh, 877-867-1670. You can find us. Give us a shout. Uh, this one's from uh, Keith. Keith says, uh, hey, unit, uh, the Packers don't have to apologize for beating the Bears at all. Anytime you beat the Bears, it's a good day. Who cares if it's ugly or not? I don't care if it's a 27-point blowout or a three-point last-second victory. It doesn't matter. We beat the Bears. For those that just want to see them blow it up, they're ignorant fans. They're fans, but they're ignorant. Thank you very much for the email. Appreciate it. 877-867-167. I, I don't want to say ignorant. Ignorant is a pretty strong word, but... You're not blowing it up. You know, it's just, you, you, you're not doing that. There, you, you can't just blow it up, you know? You can't, like, fire a bunch of guys and get rid of the entire front office staff and everything. It just, you, you, football doesn't work that way. You know, now, you cannot re-sign certain pieces, get rid of guys, you know, start to stockpile a little bit of money, play a season or two down. You know, I, I, you can kind of, but for the most part, it, it, it football doesn't work that way. It just doesn't. Uh, and you don't, you know, nobody wants to come to a team other than maybe guys that are trying to prove themselves in some way just to get a job. Nobody else wants to, of ilk, wants to come to a team that, you know, is, is quote, blowing it up. Uh, Marley says, what are the chances of getting Odell Beckham Jr. in Green Bay? Uh, slim to none. I, and I would say none. It, it's not on his radar. He is wanting to go to a contender. He is visiting with the Cowboys. He's visiting with the Giants. What was the other team that he was talking to, Ben? Mm. There was three teams on the Buffalo? List. I forget. Was it Buffalo? I can't remember. No, I don't think so. But he, he's not talking to the Packers. That's that's not on his list. Sources, by the way, tell me that there is no snow in Clintonville. No snow in Clintonville. Okay. There you go. Wasn't sure if there was a ginormous amount of snow up north. Because remember, not that long ago, they got like 10 inches. 10, 15 inches of snow somewhere in there. So I, I wasn't sure if they had a ton of snow up north or not. Um, Stacy said very little snow, uh, and she lives up in the... I don't even know how to pronounce that. Um, I'm always screw this up. Somico, Somico. Very little snow. Uh, and Dawn, listening to the show, uh, quickly emails and says a little bit of snow on the ground up here in Tomahawk. Okay, didn't know. Just just checking. That's all. Just checking. Nothing crazy. Eight seven seven eight six seven sixteen seventy. Hit us up again. Eight seven seven eight six seven. 1670. Derek, listening to us in Albany, New York. Uh, Derek, how you doing, man? What's going on? Hey, Bill. Uh, being hopeful is fun. And as a fan, I don't think it's delusional. I just think it's fun. 
if you look at the schedule, okay, of the teams that are, you know, we are trying to pass. I mean, last night, I don't like Tampa Bay, but it's funny, Bill, when you get to a certain point and your team hasn't done well, you make for strange bedfellows. You start rooting for teams mm-hmm. you don't want to root for. I don't like Tampa Bay, but they just eliminated New Orleans. Boom, that team's out of the way. Here's right. the teams we've got to worry about. The Lions, the Commanders, the Seahawks, and the Falcons. The Lions are playing the Vikings this week. Now, if the Vikings win this game, we don't like – Packer fans don't like to root for the Vikings, as we used to call them, but I'll give them the Vikings now since they're playing so well. If the Vikings beat the Lions, that knocks the Lions down. It also, I think, clinches the division for the Vikes. So when the Vikes play us in Green Bay – Maybe they don't play everybody. Maybe they right. see people. Because, okay, so that's a good thing. Packer fans root for the Vikings this week. I know it's hard to do. Then after that, the Lions play the Jets. Come on. The Jets right. are good. Okay? Now, Washington Commanders. Here's the teams they play. The Giants, the 49ers, the Browns, and the Cowboys. I don't care how you want to look at that. That's four teams that are, you know, definitely could beat them. Okay? So mm-hmm. that's good. Okay? The Seahawks. They play the Panthers. Eh. 49ers, well, who knows what the quarterback situation, but they play the Jets. They could lose to the 49ers and the Jets. There's two losses, and then we'd be right yep. there with them. And the Falcons play the Saints, the Ravens, the Cardinals, and the Bucks. I see them losing two of those. All the Falcons got to do is, is lose one more. Now, this is all predicated, Bill, on the Packers winning the next two games. Now, somebody could right. say, I'm sure there's people listening saying, oh, you're pie in the sky. Hey, man, I'll, I'll challenge my fandom with anybody out there. Okay, I'm 64 years old. I've been a fan since the mid-60s. I'm a collector of old games. I'm a real student of the game. I pay attention. I root for my team. People say, oh, get a life. Hey, I raised kids. I worked two or three jobs. I did a lot in my life. It's not a matter of getting a life. It's a matter of being passionate about what you're passionate about in life. And I'm passionate about the Green Bay Packers. And I'm not giving up the ship until it's time to give it up. And even then, I want to win every game. I agree with you. I'm 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 giddy. I, I Look, I declared this season over like two, three weeks ago. I admit that. I think it's fun to try to sit here and still figure out scenarios in which they can make it and create excitement and kind of keep us all in. You know, it's kind of like, uh, and I know Ben hates this, but when I knew I was going down in fantasy, I wasn't going to win a championship. <laughs> I know that. But I just wanted to stay relevant for a while. I just wanted to, you know, because I hadn't played in that guillotine league ever, and I wanted to, and I hadn't really on my own been in fantasy for a while. So I wanted to be be at least halfway through the season, and I made it. That's all I cared about, you know? So I think as a Packers fan, yeah, you want to see certain things happen. You want to see Jordan Love. You want to see, you know, draft choices and all that kind of stuff. But I also think that there's something to relevancy. There's something to fight. There's something to positive. There's something to look forward to. You know, otherwise, if they would have lost this game against the Bears, one, Bears have bragging rights. Two, Packers are completely eliminated. It's over. It's done. Move on. And nobody wanted to move on. You know, that means you start finding other things. And you're still going to watch your team, but they're not going to be the intently watching of the team. It's going to be, you know, hey, you know, you got it on in the background, but maybe you're cleaning out your garage before the weather gets really crappy. Or you're going to be cleaning out that basement after you started to unpack all your Christmas stuff. And then you went and realized that, oh, man, I need to, you know, kind of get some, get some, uh, get some other cleaning down here. Man, there's cobwebs and stuff everywhere and dirt everywhere and all that kind of, you know, all that kind of stuff. So, you know, it just. You know, you'd be doing other things. So, I, I look, I, I'm glad that people have an interest. I'm glad that people have a, a want to, a will to, to see if they can't get themselves a win. Well, good stuff. I'm, I'm fine with that. And if, people, and if people want to move on, they can move on. 
If you want to poo-poo it, you want to say, screw it, the hell with it, I'm out of here, that's fine, too. It doesn't make you, uh, it, put it this way, it doesn't make you not a fan. It makes you a passionate fan to the point that you're so pissed off, you're throwing your hands in the air and saying, to hell with it. You're proclaiming it. You're sticking a fork in it. It's done. It's over. It's dead. Move on and start preparing for next season. So, But I don't think there's anybody that's going, eh, who cares? Maybe a handful. Maybe a handful in the state of Wisconsin and beyond the borders, but not many in Packers Nation that are going, eh, who cares? Doesn't matter to me. Bill. Yes. Sources did tell me that you lost the guillotine league because you just didn't start your good players. It, it, no, it's true. I, I stayed relevant. <laughs> I didn't start. No, I completely agree with that. I uh, It was the week that I got sick, and I was just in bed. I didn't do anything. I mean, I was when, when I called you that Thursday and said, hey, I, I can't do the show. And I haven't taken days off for sickness in years. And I was miserable. I didn't do anything. And then when I did finally, I, I don't know what happened that weekend. Something happened. I I can't remember what happened, but it just took my attention, and I just completely forgot about it. And then it was like, damn, I, I pretty much was out of it. But Paul got on me. I And the other thing was I was going to make a deal. I was going to make a trade on that Wednesday. And that Wednesday is when I, I got sick. I, I was on the air, what, an hour or something like that on Wednesday? And I wanted to make a deal on that Wednesday. And I even told Paul, I said, I'm, I'm going to get in, uh, in touch with you. I want to make a deal. And it, it just never culminated. I just ended up going to bed, and I was basically in bed for two, three days. So that's what happened. I admit that. My own fault. I admit that 100%. Hmm. Had I actually made the move, I I may still be in it. I don't know. But I drafted a pretty good team. But had to do a little more due diligence. That's all. <laughs> But you're right. Uh, it's our buddy Donahue who says 100% a Packers fan, 100% a believer, 100% hope, period. Thank you, Donahue. This is from uh, Brewer Mike. Brewer Mike says, uh, hey, unit, love the Packers, always have. Can't wait for Brewer season to get underway. Do you see them picking up a catcher from Toronto before they get out of the winter meetings? We were talking about that earlier today. It is something that is being loudly rumored, but not loudly rumored by a lot of people of ilk of in the know. It's one of the things that the pack or that the uh, Brewers need. It's one of the things that the Toronto Blue Jays have a plethora of, of. There have been these whispers of discussions, but nothing that has been significantly relevant coming out of this. But it would not shock me. It would not shock me. Uh Alex says, do you think Aaron Judge signs with anybody but New York? There was some talk about whether or not he'd sign today that they would get that deal done. A lot of people are making a big deal of the fact that he was in Tampa yesterday. Oh, he he's gone. He's out of New York. You think he's out of New York? Oh, 100%. I think he's New going York to San is, Francisco. Because from what I understand, New York's willing to pay him whatever he wants. I have, I have a feeling in my bad knee. Just something tells me okay. he's gone, which is awesome. Like, now I can actually root for him to play well. Yeah. I, 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 I'm I not making a big deal out of him being in Tampa Bay. Just warm. Maybe he just wanted to go see the game. He's or he wanted to convince friend. Brady to come to San Francisco with him. Well, you never know. But uh, it was uh, he's a fan of Brady's. And I guess he and Brady met at some point yesterday and had a brief conversation or something to that effect. 
But um, there you go. By the way, no Aaron Rodgers on the Pat McAfee show today. I guess uh, the bye week is the bye week. He just wants to get out and get away. Take off, do nothing. Was a big deal made of the fact that he and Randall Cobb were sitting courtside on Friday night at the Bucks game? And, the, and people were, like, going crazy because there was a girl next to him. And I I got to be honest, I really don't care. Yeah, I, I don't care what who he's dating. Uh, her blue or whatever her name is, it just it. it now she's out really of the happen. picture, Bill. I thought so. <laughs> I, that's what I'm saying. I, I'm like, I don't care. I, I get all this stuff sent to me. I, he's sitting courtside next to a girl. Who cares? You know, I, unless she's a convicted felon that, you know, is is got the possibility she's got ties to the Chicago Bears and she's going to end up, you know, hitting the back of his knees with a stick. I, I don't care. Doesn't matter to me. But uh, there was all of that floating around. Who's he dating now? Anybody? Do we know? Oh, I- I don't know. I think the bigger story is that he was at another game and they lost again. <laughs> he has a tough track record for right? appearing at games and the team winning. I would agree with that. Uh, and then this one's from uh, Tammy says, have you seen the bathrooms to touchdown guy with Russell Wilson? I, I have seen that. It's a guy that uh, apparently uh, there's more bathrooms in the house than there are touchdown passes on the field for Russell Wilson. And at the beginning of the season, this guy bet that there would be more bathrooms than there would be touchdowns. Apparently he's on pay. He's been doing it. Is it TikTok? I think he's doing it on TikTok, if I'm not mistaken, uh, which is where I saw it. And uh, he does this little bathroom update as if, he, as if he's talking to the bathrooms. And it's kind of it's quirky. It's kind of funny. But uh, he's 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 making uh, he's making a headway as far as a following goes. But I think if I'm not now, correct me if I'm wrong. He is now trying to commercialize it, and I think once you try to do that, he's kind of jumping the shark. So, um, yeah, I'm 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 not a big follower, but it does pop up in my TikTok feed. So, yeah, I have seen it. <laughs> guys, guys, he's talking to bathrooms. He's getting emails from bathrooms apparently. <laughs> so. Hit us up. We got a lot more of the Bill Michaels Show. This portion of the program brought to you by our friends at Forgotten Fire Winery. Listen, the holidays, if any time of year is all about uh, bringing the beverages, it's the holidays. Going to a party, if you're going to be sitting at home, you're going to be sitting there roasting your chestnuts in the open fire, got to have a bottle of wine next to you, right? If you're going to do a bottle of wine, unless, of course, you're doing the beer. Okay, you can do the beer, you can do the scotch, you can do the whiskey, you can do the bourbon, but if you're going to do the wine, do it local. Forgotten Fire Winery. Forgotten Fire Winery. Ask for it by name. Grocery stores, liquor stores, wine stores. And, and check them out. ForgottenFireWinery.com. Just go there and see what all they have to offer. Take a look. That way you can look for it on the store shelves. Or or if you're going to Peshtigo, if you're heading up north, going to Peshtigo, stop into the winery. Go in and say hi to Jake. Ask for the uh, the wine sampling. You can taste a lot of the, the ciders. are The cinnamon cider is... Is that that'll make you drop your pants? That that's that good. Oh, I need a couple of jugs of that stuff for the uh, for the for the Christmas party coming up. But that stuff is really good. But go to forgottenfirewinery.com. That is forgottenfirewinery.com. This is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. I was 
nothing but faith in nothing. I want to put my Good to have you back. Hey, if you are uh, going to be out in lacrosse, you're out there, you're shopping a little bit, maybe you're over at Dale's or you're hitting the Briar Patch or you're just kind of moving around downtown and hitting some of the local shops. Afterwards, you want to take a load off, go to Buzzard Billy's. They have just really good food. A lot of different beers on tap over there as well. Good mixed drinks. Uh, but if you want a really good martini or such, go upstairs to Starlight Lounge after you eat dinner downstairs at buzzer billy's both places i can't recommend high enough if i had to every time i go to lacrosse i try to get over there i just love those places so i can't recommend it enough buzzard billy's downstairs starlight lounge upstairs good stuff both places that's our friends out there in lacrosse tell heather she's the gm down there tell her we said hi um apparently jesse winker the former mariners player and former reds player uh was not liked in the clubhouse. Some not kind words coming out about him. Uh, reports surfacing after the season that he was not uh, well liked in the clubhouse by any stretch. And it didn't help that his OPS uh, fell from 949 with the Reds in 2021 to 688. And uh, he did maintain that uh, elite plate discipline, as they say, 84 walks in the season. But his hard hit rate plummeted from 90th to 81st in the percentiles. And uh, to just 19th, this in 2021, 19th percentile. He's not an athletic player. He's slow, and he's a terrible outfielder. Um, he's basically a DH at best. Uh, so it's hard to know if this is just somebody who just lost bat speed overnight or maybe played through an injury that zapped the strength. But he did miss the postseason with a neck injury. He also underwent knee surgery after the season. The Brewers are going to hope he finds his 2021 form. And if so, that gives them a middle-of-the-order hitter for the lineup that desperately needs one, especially after trading Hunter, Hunter Renfro to the uh, Angels. Uh, their DH uh, their DH has hit uh, 226 with a 303 on-base percentage, 390 slugging percentage. So at minimum, Winker is going to give them a nice on-base boost, but it feels like a worthy gamble for the Brewers since Terang projects as a capable replacement for Colton Wong. Bryce Terang does. Triple-A, uh, 13 homers, 34 stolen bases, 286 batting average, 360 on-base percentage, 412 slugging percentage. But uh, uh, we haven't really talked a lot about the deal, but it is, uh, and just, they liked him in Cincinnati, but nobody had glowing things to say. Because I wanted to find out about this report coming out of coming out of Seattle about him. And it wasn't like people were glowing, going, Oh my God, what a great teammate, what a great clubhouse guy. What you know. It was kind of a, you know, he's good, good player, you're gonna like him, you know, he kind of works hard and you know, uh, but the you know, the nicest thing I could get from some of the people down there was, you know, he shows up and plays every day. <laughs> okay. Is there anything intangible about the guy that makes him likable, that makes him, uh, you know, uh, a, a guy that's going to help, you know, rebuild the chemistry in a clubhouse? And it doesn't sound like it. So you got to hope that whatever he's got going on or whatever he had going on this past year is gone, that the knee surgery and such took care of that, and that he bounces back and has a really good 2023. But, yeah, not a lot of good numbers there and not a lot of good personality traits there. Oh, yes, I can man. I can add on to that. He was on my fantasy team last year, and he was just yeah. terrible. He was awful. Yeah. 
That's it. Your fa- your fantasy team is that where we're going with this? Your well, well, well that's only batting too. That's not even counting. <laughs> okay. I I don't even want to go into the defensive numbers. Oh, They're not he's, good. He's horrible. No, Atrocious. he's horrible. Yeah, he's terrible. So, uh, put him out there had, with Yelich and tie their shoes together and see if they can form a good defender. I uh, I had there was a a comment made about him and I cannot cannot repeat it uh, when it comes to him. Uh, playing the outfield, and uh, it was uh, an incredibly derogatory comment. So, um, <laughs> but it was by somebody with the team. So, so when I heard they got him, I'm like, okay, they got another guy that can possibly play depth in the outfield, but only if the ball's not hit to him. <laughs> so, yeah. So there you go. Uh, the uh, by the way, the uh, at least according to ESPN and their stats. They say the Mariners in the trade grade a B minus, a Brewers grade a C plus. They get the outfielder designated hitter Jesse Winker, uh, the infielder Abraham Toro, and then Colton Wong goes to the Mariners. There you have it. Bill, his, uh, his yeah, go ahead. defensive run saved last season, negative 16. Oh, my God, it's terrible. Defensive run saved per year, uh, somewhere in the negative 20 range. That's awful. Yeah. So. so in other words, you're not putting him late in a ball game. You probably shouldn't. No. No. That's what you that's what you traded Josh Hader for. You have the what, a stare right? Louise? That yep. that's why the move was made. Yep. That's what it is. You got a bat. You got a bat that you're hoping average wise and such. And he's not fast. It's not like, you know, he's gonna be even if he doesn't hit a home run, he's gonna be legging it out because that's not him either. He's not a fast cat by any stretch of the imagination. He is a, uh, the term has been used, lumbering. (laughs) Lumbering runner. That's a good word. Uh, For reference, Kristen Yelich saved one defensive run last season. Oh, there you go. Okay. Excuse me. So Negative two. Negative two. So Kristen Yelich did not have a great season in the outfield. He was negative two. This guy comes in with negative 20. So Ben Kenny on a base hit up the middle is basically scoring, turning it into it's inside the Parker. Even on my bad knee. <laughs> Even on the bad knee. <laughs> so. uh, oh, news uh, coming from John Heyman. It says uh, the uh, St. Louis Cardinals are looking hard and the favorites for Wilson Contreras. Looking to replace uh, Yadier Molina. There you go. That'll end news. well. Um, yeah. You know, it, it doesn't matter. You become a Cardinal, you suddenly start to win. Cardinals just have this productivity machine that they just churn down there for baseball talent. And they figure out a way to get it done. They just do. They're, and if they're down, they're not down very long. Bounce right back. Uh, this is from Chase. Chase says, uh, I have a lot of faith in the Brewers. They still have a couple of more moves left. I wish they'd take on just a little bit more salary, and not just because salaries are going to increase overall. Now is not the trade, not, not the tie to trade Corbin Burns. Keep this staff together. Make another Chase, and you can always trade him either at the trade deadline or in next year's offseason. I would agree with that. You, got, you, can, you can do a few things. You get a few hits. You figure out your bullpen. You still have a pretty solid starting rotation. Uh, you got to just figure out up the middle. And if you if you think you have, I just they're de- really depending on the youth. 
they're really depending on youth, and I've never been a big fan of that. You got to really take youth. And if if Christian Yelich was hitting well and looking like Christian Yelich, then you could say, okay, you know what, you can survive. But I don't I don't see anything that is going to tell me Christian Yelich is bouncing back. Not after two and a half years of subpar performances. Nothing. Um, I, I don't see anything like that happening. Ben, do you? I don't. No. Don't see it happening. Uh, by the way, Molly Knight, uh, who is uh, talks a lot of baseball, says uh, that the Padres continue to lay waste to the idea that small market Major League Baseball teams cannot afford to spend money on talented baseball players. These billionaires can't afford it all. They're just very good at brainwashing fans into thinking that they're extremely poor. Uh, and then a lot of reaction comes via Brewers fans that say we keep falling for it and hearing we're the smallest market in Major League Baseball, which is true. And I have never said that the Brewers aren't making money. It depends on how little money you want to make, which is the truth. That's that's 100% true. It's not about uh, losing money. It's about how much little money you want to make. What, what, what is the size of profitability you can sustain? That's what, that's what baseball is about now. That's the re- and that's the other reason that owners will never because there's always been talk that hey you wanna you want a salary cap okay open your books open your books and show us actually what you're making and baseball owners have always said no we're not doing that are you kidding me no we're losing too much money we don't want you to see it and we all know that is a giant steaming pant load. When you start talking about revenue share and the money that's bouncing around and the haves and have-nots and everything, um, it is. I think the disparity between the haves and the have-nots is huge. But don't get me wrong, there is not many, if any, teams in Major League Baseball losing money. No. Not even coming close to breaking even. I don't believe that for a second. Otherwise, they'd show their books. If you're really losing money, you'd open it up and go, here. Here's what it is. I can't compete like this. Here's what it is. But no owner is ever going to do that, which is I 100% agree. It is a it's a huge fallacy, which is the reason you and I will never probably live to see a uh, baseball salary cap, which we all wish they'd have one. And here's the thing: why in the world, if I'm the Yankees, would I want a salary cap, other than just the fact that I'm not going to spend nearly as much money? But why? when I've got all the money and I can do what I want and I can buy who I want, I can even afford to buy players so you don't get players. That's how much money I have as the Yankees. Why in the world would I want to make it an even playing field for everybody else? No way. No way in hell you want to do that. So I completely get it. 877-867-1670. 877-867-1670. Hit us up. This portion of the program brought to you by Joey. Joey Albanese. Uh, we stopped by Albanese's on, uh, on on Friday night. Had a really nice time. Got the meatball sandwich in there. Had a beer. Two two beers, as a matter of fact. And it's like three minutes from the house. Stopped down, just said hi to Joey. And uh, they had uh, some catered Christmas parties that were in the back. And he says, look, uh, we're still needing some help, need some servers and such, but things are getting back, which is great. Uh, the business is booming. Uh, they still wish they had enough help to be able to open up seven days a week, but still staying closed on Sundays and part of Mondays, but 
said, hey, look, we're doing good. So good to see. Good to see things bouncing back for uh, for good people. But stop in and keep supporting local businesses. That is uh, Albanese's Roadhouse right there on Blue Mountain Road next to Menards and across the street from Home Depot. Really good people and great place. Good Italian food on the western portion of Waukesha County. Stay tuned. More of the Bill Michael Show now. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Welcome back. Good to have you. The Bill Michael Show continuing on. Got some odds, uh, some freshly updated odds, Super Bowl winners, and all kinds of other stuff. AFC, NFC championships. Uh, our friends at the Sunset Grill in Pewaukee reminding you, come on by. Uh, not only is it good food, but they have trivia, they have karaoke, they have all kinds of different things going on uh, out there. And come on, they say, come on in and get your cup of holiday spirit. There you go. I don't know if that's soup or beverages or what, but stop on into the Sunset Grill and get the cup of holiday spirit. Right out there on uh, Pewaukee Lake. Um, the Buffalo Bills are the favorite right now to get to the Super Bowl. 15-4. to four. That is the, uh, the line right now out of betonline.ag coming out of Vegas. Betonline.ag. Kansas City at number two, 5-1. to one. Also, though, at 5-1 to one is the Philadelphia Eagles. Philadelphia Eagles started out the season 40-1 to one to make it to the Super Bowl. They're now tied with Kansas City 5-1. to one. Dallas 13-2. to two. Then you got San Francisco eight to one, still without Jimmy G, still eight to one. Cincinnati comes after them, followed by Miami, Minnesota, Baltimore, and then Tampa Bay. Believe it or not, Tampa Bay becomes comes before Tennessee, Seattle, uh, the Chargers, the Jets, and such. Uh, the Green Bay Packers way down the list, bottom third, but they have risen. They're not on the board technically. But they're 250 to 1. 250 to 1. Uh, just ahead of them is New England and Detroit. Detroit is actually favored over them. And then uh, you got Houston off the board. Chicago's off the board since they have been eliminated. Denver's at 2,000 to 1. The Rams, the Colts, the Cardinals, they're all way down the list. So there you go. Buffalo, the favorite to win the AFC. Philadelphia, the favorite, though, to win the NFC, which makes it a weird. You know, because uh, granted, uh, the Cowboys are at thirteen to five, so it's not that you know far off. And Forty ers are fifteen to four, as opposed to Philly being two to one. But um, you know, Philly's favored to win the NFC, but they're down the list a little bit, third to actually, which Buffalo and Kansas City are higher ranked, but to win the Super Bowl. So interesting stuff. How the way they view all of this stuff. Um, and I. I I think some of the closer races, you got Tennessee, uh, and they're obviously running away with that division, so to speak. Jacksonville, Indianapolis, Houston, they all stink. Uh, the, the interesting one, Baltimore and Cincinnati, still both at 20 to 23 is what the call is right now, betting-wise, to win the AFC North. Kansas City uh, to win the, uh, the AFC West. The NFC East, Philadelphia, pretty much running away with it at two to nine. Dallas sitting there at thirteen to five, and then Tampa Bay uh, to win the the South, and then the Forty ers to win the West, and to win the the NFC North is you know it's a no brainer. So just uh, some interesting stuff, interesting odds coming out right now. 
Uh, the comeback player of the year, by the way, Derrick Henry, is now off the board. No changes at the top. Geno Smith, pretty much uh, the comeback player of the year. It's going to be hands down by the time it's all said and done. So there you go. Patrick Mahomes, Jalen Hurts, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, then Tua are your top five to win the uh, MVP this season. The defensive player of the year is going to be Micah Parsons or Nick Bosa, pretty much hands down. And the coach of the year, Ben, who would you go with if you had to go with the coach of the year? I am incredibly biased, but Nick Sirianni. Yeah. And I, he's, he's, he's the favorite right now. Coach of the year is so tough because I think there are better coaching jobs that are getting more with less. But if you look at just pure who's accomplishing what, and still he's done a really remarkable job, I would say it's him. Kevin O'Connell is one. Like Pete Mike Carroll McDaniel. should be one. Uh, Pete Carroll is down the list, but yes, he's he's risen. He's 22-1 to 1 now. Brian Dable, Mike McCarthy, Robert Sala. So it kind of goes from there. But, yeah, it's uh, that's where it kind of stands right now. So... There you go. Comebacks player of the year is Geno Smith and Saquon Barkley, both of those guys. After that, I don't think there's really much more um, to really look at. So there you go. Just some of the uh, some of the notables, if you will, when it comes to the betting lines coming out of Vegas, and uh, and just some of the betting lines coming out of Vegas for for the NFL. Packers are are not off the board yet, which is good. So you can still get some Packers uh, Packers juice going, but uh, they are way down. In just about every category. Hey, by the way, yesterday, speaking of uh, stuff off the board, the transfer portal opened up. Ben, was there anything that excited you about the transfer portal yesterday? Uh, I know there was a lot of action. Okay, I mean, I know you're following that. But just the action, yes, the flurry of activity. It's kind of like sitting in a in a casino with all the light, bells and lights going off because then you're looking around and your sensory is on high alert. But was there anything really that made you oh, wait a minute? Well, there still is action. It's a 45-day window. So we've had another couple hundred enter today. From the Wisconsin perspective, nothing has been that surprising. Isaac Arendo, backup running back, went today, as well as Samar Melvin, backup corner. Jalen Franklin, backup tight end. Graham Mertz is the only true starter they've lost, but that one was something that we all kind of saw coming. Uh, I, I mean, around the country, it's a crazy year in the portal because the 2021 class did not get in-person visits. That was during COVID. So a lot Mm -hmm. of that class was not really evaluated properly. Both guys are better than they thought or worse than they thought. There's a lot of rearranging when it comes to that. There are also some classes out there that have not gotten a full NIL treatment in recruiting. So there are a lot of guys going just to see how much money they can make, in theory, from another team. So that's why it's so crazy. There, There hasn't been, I mean, many notable notable names aside from the quarterback position where uh, I mean you have Devin Leary multi-year starter at NC State who is going to be an NFL guy he's really good Brennan Armstrong from Virginia DJ Uyangale from Clemson but that one kind of made sense just a lot of names going down the list they all kind of make sense when you think about it but seeing the movement is alarming like half Mm -hmm. of the ACC their starting quarterbacks are now in the portal some of which have transferred to other ACC schools. So the right. musical chairs is uh, fascinating, really. Uh, yeah, it's uh, 
When you start losing, like I I saw that uh, one of the wide receivers for Ohio State has opted. He's not going to play in the the chase to a national title. He's going pro. He wants to concentrate on not getting hurt. Uh, It's just a lot of things have changed. Well, he's been hurt all season. He's been hurt all season anyway, but he he had the ability to possibly come back and play in the game and chose not to. Um, But, uh, you know, you're probably going to see a few more of those before it's all said and done. Where guys are going to say, "Hey, you know, I'm I'm shutting it down," but uh, yeah, it's and I wonder what that's going to do to the to the 12 team tournament once they go in 2024 to the 12 teams. Oh. How many guys are going to actually opt not to play in the tournament after the season comes to an end? Uh, because they'll already have everything on film; they won't need to do anything additional. You know, especially really standout players for what two, three more games to say, "I'm not going to risk it." You know, you wonder and and. But this is what you play for. You play for the championships. But if you're a lock to be a first-round draft choice, do you risk it? Because some guys will say, no, I'm already a – I played myself into a top 10 or a top 20 guy. I'm not I'm not risking that money. I'm, I'm off. I'm gone. And then you wonder how many guys are going to go, you know what, the championship means a lot to me. You know, that that's kind of what it comes down to. This is what you play for. You know, your final year in college, you want to walk away with a ring. You want to be a champion. You know, there's that intestinal fortitude because you get into it to be a competitor – and then when you start to talk about the mishmash of competitiveness and want and will to win versus the money that you're about to be paid, you wonder who who's going to get into whose ears and you're going to start seeing guys that are going to continually opt out and say, I'm not going to play. Well, yeah, it's a 17-game season, which is right. pretty ridiculous. You look at USC, and I'm happy they're not in the playoff, first of all, because their defense is embarrassing to watch play. But also, they're, they're, guys are dropping left and right. Like, they don't have enough players to go play mm-hmm. three more games. Um, right. But I also think it works the other direction, where there will be a lot, and we saw it one LSU receiver, Kayshawn Booty, return to school. There will be a lot of guys that don't go to the NFL because they're offered a lot of money to stay in college, which is interesting because some will say, let's say you're a, what, a third-round quarterback prospect, like no surefire first-round pick, but you know you're going to get drafted. There will be many that could make, I, I don't know, $500,000 if they stay yeah. in school another year. So that will add to the dynamic even more. Uh, let's do this. We're going to step away, take a quick break. We're going to come back and wrap things up. want to remind you, coming up tomorrow night, we're going to be at Angry Brothers Pub down in Racine. Come on by and say hi. Myself, Mike Clements, is going to be with me. Live on site, going to talk a lot about this Packers bye week, where this team is, what the future holds, and always love going to Angry Brothers Pub down in Racine, right off of 20 there. So if you're in the area and you're out maybe doing a little Christmas shopping and maybe you're down in that direction, head on over and stop by, grab something to eat, and take a listen to the program tomorrow night. We are brought to you by our friends at Bud Light, the official beer sponsor of the Bill Michaels Sports Talk Network. That's tomorrow night, 6 to 8, Angry Brothers Pub down in Racine, and we hope to see you there as a face in the crowd. Covering Wisconsin sports like a blanket, this is the Bill Michael Show on the Wisconsin Sports Zone Radio Network. Now, in Green Bay, here's Mike Clemens. The Packers finally getting a chance to rest and recover during their bye week. Packers running back Aaron Jones had to exit the Bears game a few times on Sunday. I asked him what kind of an injury that he's dealing with. My shin, I can't remember what game it was, but then it happened early in the game, and then came came back in, and then it happened again. So uh, I think it was, I, I could have definitely played, but I think it was more so than looking out for me and taking care of me and 
not wanting me to re-injure it since I've already injured it. Are the Packers concerned Jones will miss the next game? Matt LaFleur. No, I think he'll be I think he'll be in good shape. You know, as a matter of fact, I talked to him a little bit today. I know he he's a he's the ultimate competitor. He always wants to be in there and helping his teammates and you know, you always get a little concern when it's like Every series, he's up, he's down, he's up, he's down. And uh, that, that happened a few times in the game um, where he was just working through, you know, getting landed on or whatever. And certainly we're a much better football team when he is on the field and, and he's going close to 100% as he can. Packers GM Brian Gutekunst held a rare in-season press conference and was asked if he's excited about seeing wide receiver Romeo Dobbs back on the field with Christian Watson when they host the Rams on Monday Night Football in about two weeks. Yeah, I mean, I think, you know, when you throw Samari in there as well, I think he's done a heck of a job as well. It's just, it would be nice to get all those guys, you know, out there at the same time and getting opportunities. Um, but, you know, obviously Allen and Kabi and, and even Sammy have done some good things for us, too. So it's a, it's a little bit of a crowded room. But I do think I'm, I'm, I'm very high on, on those guys' ceilings and what they could do as a group. That's Packers GM Brian Goodikinst. In Green Bay, I'm Mike Clemens on The Bill Michaels Show. show continues on interesting comments um, coming out of Colorado and some of the former former staffers uh, that uh, come out of uh, with Deion Sanders saying that Deion donated half of his salary back to Jackson State helping the school and raising awareness uh, they said then meantime you've got Brett Favre stealing millions from people on welfare in Mississippi so Brett Favre getting a little shade from some of those people coming out of uh, the Jackson State uh, organization following Deion Sanders. Big one coming up tonight. You got number 13, Maryland, uh, coming into the Cole Center this evening. That game gets underway. 8 o'clock. 8 o'clock tonight. ESPN 2, you can catch that game. So, uh, Wisconsin, 6-2 and two overall. Uh, their first Big Ten matchup tonight coming against Maryland this evening. So, see what the great guards guys can do. In the meantime, the most analytic team... In the NFL, if you had to say the team that uses analytics the most in the NFL now, who would it be, Ben? Positively or negatively, or just in general? We'll start out positively. The Eagles. Uh, they're number three. Oh, that's close. Cleveland is number one. Baltimore is number two. Atlanta, Buffalo, Houston, and Minnesota tied at number four for whatever... Whatever the questionnaire was, the most analytically advanced organization in the NFL, according to analytics staffers, that uses analytics to their favor. So there you go. The teams that are among the five most analytically inclined, Baltimore, Cleveland, Philadelphia, Buffalo, as far as reading uh, the analytics and putting them into use. And the whole thing goes, the least analytically advanced is Tennessee, Washington, Chicago, New Orleans, Tampa Bay, Detroit, and then Pittsburgh. I don't know necessarily what that means because you've had some teams that have been pretty good that have that are the least. And sometimes you're just going on your gut. But the uh, position most difficult to evaluate with analytics is safety then corner, then offensive line, then quarterback. 
So a lot of these skill position sets, just an interesting stuff. Uh, it's an interesting read. So there you go. We're uh, we're on hump day tomorrow. Looking forward to it. Good stuff. Good stuff. By the way, the the uh, Cowboys do have concerns after Odell Beckham Jr.'s physical that his recovery from the torn left ACL has not progressed enough to ensure that he would play before mid-January, and that's part of I told you, Jerry would say we're going to do it if they were ready to go. Something had to pop up, and now you're finding out more information that there's a little bit of concern medically about OBJ. We'll be back at it again tomorrow. Don't forget, tomorrow night, going to be at Angry Brothers Pub for the uh, for the huddle, brought to you by our friends at Bud Light. Myself, Mike Clemens, tomorrow night down in Racine. Come on by and say hi. Until then, hopefully we got the live stream back tomorrow, too. But until then, time for us to go. Have a go. The Bill Michaels Show Podcast. Listen, rate, subscribe.